0: Hey guys, today we are chatting to the young ladies, Yeah. basically what Kelly wished she had known when she was younger. We have a huge crisis of purpose, of identity, not only for young men, but for young ladies as well. And one of the purposes, one of the highest honors for ladies is to be a wife and a mother. And so our culture totally, I mean, even maybe some of you are even feeling right now, like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. Like, it it is a high honor. It's a high honor to be a helpmeet and a wife. It's a high honor to be a mother. You're the only ones that can do that. You're the only ones who can bring new life into the world. You're the only ones who can nurture and uh, help all the men survive, really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, men want to go and fight. We want to go conquer. We want to go build. And so that is a very tough thing to do. And we need a helpmeet. We need someone to help us to reach our highest purpose. So for men, we have a purpose that involves competition, that involves competing, uh, being fought with, overcoming uh, challenges where other men are competing uh, for resources. And that's a very hard masculine uh, energy. And so what the world tells girls is that you can do anything a man can do and better. And so you need to go compete. You need to go fight. You need to go build and, and compete and have challenges with other men in the public sphere. And what that makes is a contentious woman and Proverbs talks about it's better to live on the corner of a house than with a contentious woman. And so what we have is all these women who are not getting married. And if they are, they are very contentious to live with. And so we have this totally out of order world where men aren't fighting. Men are trying to nurture and, and be the the feminine one. And women are out being boss babes or ministry babes or trying to fight and build and contend with all the men. And so we just you know look at that and we're like okay wow like we we grew up in that kind of energy where the man you know you check out and you just be a servant leader and just be soft and be nurturing and love everybody and try accept everybody
1: well i think that's the problem with the modern day church is it has feminized men and for girls It's like you just do the things that everyone else is doing. There is no set apart way that's different from what the culture looks like. And the culture, mainstream culture, has really impacted men and women in our roles and what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And you can see that with the number of single girls and guys. There are especially girls into their 30s now. And you can see that with the number of married couples that are holding off on having children. And if you went back... 100 years ago, most women were married by 18 and started having children. So we just wanna talk about the importance of young girls realizing their role of being a wife and a mother and how that is something to aspire to, not a burden that needs to be put off or delayed because you have higher, more important things to pursue in the meantime. Cause that's
0: the sex in the city lie is that it's better to go to college, it's better to get a job than get married and have kids. And it's like, that's a lie. You can go to college any time in your whole life. You can go get a job anytime in your whole life. None of that is special. None of that is peculiar to you. None of that is going to give you some amazing feeling of fulfillment of your doing God's work. But getting married and having children, that is peculiar to you. That is special. That is something that only you can do.
1: And there's a time frame for that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that when you're in your 60s. Yeah. You can only do that. at God wired our bodies to get pregnant at a certain time. And sadly, we've been told to use these most fertile years of our life to go do lesser things. And so even those who... And a lot of young girls do have the deep desire to get married and have children. And that is a good thing. God has put that in you. And we just pray a blessing over you that God will direct your steps to a God-fearing wise man. So we want to talk about why marriage is a blessing and children is a blessing and why you shouldn't put neither of those things off. So for marriage... What are your
0: thoughts? Yeah, marriage is, you know, life for us really like we were like we were living the single adventure life. You were off at mission school, I was working and traveling and doing it. like we were living the single life. Woo-woo, travel, you know, everything they tell you should be amazing. And we were deeply lonely. You know, we were lonely within those things. Like of course we had friendships, of course we we had some form of excitement and stuff. But I was always just seeking closure of like this isn't this lonely adventure is not what we want and so when we met each other it was like we can adventure together <laughs> yeah. and so we got married and when we got married all of those things actually just fell away all of those desires to go and travel and do exciting things it was like no we've actually found a lot of fulfillment in our marriage in wow we're not lonely anymore we don't need to go seek thrills anymore what we are doing now is like oh what's our mission what are we trying to build what legacy are we going to leave what is the most important thing for us to do? And and that became family. It became economy. It became local. You know, like, what are we doing with our lives? That is not just consuming or escaping, because so often we do go. And, you know, I worked a few jobs where my soul was like, I need to escape. I need to escape this. So what do you escape with entertainment? What do you escape with holidays travel? And then you always come back to that same thing and your soul gets crushed again. And what do you need? Escape travel. And so this bill that they sell, young girls especially, go to college, go get in debt so that you can go and work a cubicle job and be a boss babe and wear fancy clothes. And
1: travel, <laughs> and even though you don't have travel, time to. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so that travel always just ends up being an escape from the debt, mm-hmm. an escape from the cubicle life, an escape from working for a corporation that doesn't love you, an escape from a life that's not building a legacy. What is the legacy? It's family. It's your mission that your husband is on. Those are things that you cannot find in a corporation. A corporation will not be a husband to you. A church will not be a husband to you. You know, that is the deep longing of our lives is marriage and family.
1: And to build something for your children's children. I think once you get married and you start thinking about having children, it's like, oh my gosh, everything we do is built around. Every decision we make, everything we pray about is, God, we want to do this To bless our children's Mm -hmm. children
0: and so we live in a society where one in eight people you know that's like twelve and a half percent we believe it is probably even higher than that has trouble conceiving has trouble becoming parents and so many people don't understand the you know it's either toxins of the environment whether it's you know generations of the diet or generations of pharmaceuticals or generations of uh stress and propaganda like we don't know what it is but the point is there is a contextual issue right now in our generation where many people,
1: more people than ever, <laughs>
0: more people than ever are struggling uh, to conceive and have babies. You know, that's our story right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know why, you know, you, you be diligent, you try what you want to do. The point is this,
1: and this is not an open invitation for yeah. you guys to yeah. and we're ask not... <laughs> or to presume why Yeah, we're
0: not victims about this. So number one, we don't need sympathy. And number two, we don't need advice and stuff like that. Like we're on a journey with the Lord. We're trusting God. We're, we're going hard with our mission. And we trust the Lord
1: and we are doing the things that we need to do.
0: Yeah. And if the Lord never gives us children, we will still serve the Lord. We will still say this message because we understand the heavy weight of not having children, mm-hmm. the heavy weight of not having um, a family. You know, it's that thing of like a druggie who goes to prison and he comes out and speaks at a school and he says, don't do drugs. Don't shoot people stay in school. And everyone's like, wow, that's amazing. It's a negative testimony. Here's our negative testimony. Mm-hmm. Life without children is hard. Life without children is heavy because you understand the deep longing of everyone's heart is to have children. And so society has propagandized that like, oh, it's not, it's not. Children are a burden. It's like, that's wrong. They're a blessing. The Lord is who created us. God is who created us. God created us to be fruitful and multiply. God created us to have children, to desire children, to want children. And that's a good thing. So what we're saying is, there's a high chance that a lot of people are going to have problems conceiving. You don't want to find that out in your 30s when you've got you know only a few years left to figure that out. You want to find that out right at 18, 19, 20. And to be honest, a lot of problems probably won't arise yeah. you know, until when you're mid-20s. And so one of the, the reasons to get married young is to not give a chance to all of the environmental factors to come in and stop you from having children. You can go to university in your 30s. You can go and get a career in your 30s. You cannot... Go back to your 20s and have children once you're out of your 20s.
1: And we don't say this to like induce fear in you. We pray that nobody watching this has yeah. trouble having children. But this is a very real reality. And we are coming from that place of wishing someone would have made this so clear to us. Because I think we would have done things a little bit differently. We waited one year to... Uh, start trying for children after we got married yeah. because and we had we two reasons one was well the first major one was finances we thought yeah, i had a
0: fear i had a fear of not being able to provide not being able to afford uh the medical expenses life with children oh my gosh what are we gonna i know it's a very real fear for me but it's a and, fear of money not a fear of the lord yeah
1: and uh for our context scott wasn't allowed to work his first year in america his first six months of us being married because of the immigration system. And so I think that was a big thing, like, oh my gosh, how can you provide if you're not allowed to work? And looking back, it's like there's so many ways that you could have worked we could have started a mm-hmm. business in my name and scott worked for me volunteering
0: and even then i mean we made it work financially like we figured it out just for the two yeah, of us so we totally like, did. you can figure it out and
1: and yeah. that is the thing like god always provides mm-hmm. so if it's his will which it is to for us to be fruitful and multiply then of course he's going to provide for us to have yeah. children And he says, Psalm 127, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. I actually think that you will be more blessed by having children. That's what God's word said. Children are a reward. There will be a reward in your life for you having children. Will that mean you have to make sacrifices? Yeah, in your 20s, you'll have to make sacrifices. You might not be able to do as much, travel as much, or you will. You'll just have to change that the perspective around, but also to think about when you have children in your 20s, you have the great advantage of probably being a young grandparent because you're having your children. If you have children at age 20 and then you raise your children to have their children at age 20 you would be a 40-year-old grandma. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I did not think about when I was in my early 20s. I, it was not even on my radar. My mindset was fun, adventure, I wanna enjoy time with my husband. And then that is what we did. The other reason that we waited on having children was because Scott's from South Africa, we met in South Africa, and the plan was first we'll go back to South Africa and then we'll build a family. And so that was our other reason for delaying because I was afraid of going back to South Africa for the first time together with children because I thought it would be hard or I thought we wouldn't be able to travel. But there are so many families. So many
0: families travel with their children. It's like, (laughs) no, it's not a problem. Like, I mean, you meet so many people who travel with their children. My friend Kevin has a busload of children and he has a great saying. He's, you know, he said, do you want to be young and single in your 20s when you have zero money, you're broke, so you can't really do anything great, or do you want to have children in your 20s, work, get money, build a life, and then in your 40s, your children are grown up and now you have money to travel, and if you want, you've got a whole bunch of friends that you have made to come along with you.
1: And your kids will actually remember all mm-hmm. of those adventures that you went yeah. on. I mean, your family did mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah,
0: it was the it was the greatest m- memories of my childhood. Was we would always go on family vacations, family holidays, uh, with my my two brothers and my parents. We would go all over the place, and those were the best memories. And you know, was it harder on my parents than just going by themselves? Sure. Was it more enjoyable? I bet they enjoyed it seeing our joy you know at all of these things and it became family memories we had family photo books and you know it was a wonderful thing family holidays
1: and so to go back to the finance things what we have now learned is you have this fear when you're young and newly married of we cannot afford to have children right now, and most of the time the woman feels, I need to work to contribute to our family, saving up money, and that's your mindset. That is the reason why uh, you decide to not have children. That is what the culture has told us. However, you are the most fertile you will ever be right now. If you are married and you are waiting to have children, this is the most fertile you'll ever be because you're only gonna get older and older. So this is probably going to be the least expensive having children will ever be. Your body is uh, young and able to recover easier than it would if you're older. And if you should, hopefully not, but if you should run into problems, you will end up spending so much more money trying to fix problems than you would if you had just naturally conceived. Mm -hmm. It is so much more financially expensive to try to undo the years that you waited having children, naturally or the medical route, either way. It's very, very expensive. It costs a lot of money. Children are worth it. We believe children are worth it. We will put all of our money into having children. But it's a very real thing. Money cannot be an excuse for you to not have children young because because it'll
0: become a a problem later. It will be. And here's the here's the real motivation behind this. If you think that a university degree and a job for some company is the most important thing on earth, you have been lied to. You have been brainwashed. You need to conform back to the word. What does the word say? The word says being a helpmeet and a mother is the most important thing you know, for you to go and give your life to some corporation, you know, even men, men will give their lives. They'll give 30 years to some corporation and that corporation will lay them off the next week. They'll give 30 years of their life to some uh, ministry or some great organization. And once they retire or once they get fired or once they die, everyone's like, yep, thanks. And they move on. But your family, that is a, that is a legacy that goes on. That They are a part of you. They look like you. They are named what you name them. You know, they act how you disciple them to act. This is something that, you know, these people have these great lies of like how you're making a difference by working in HR. And you're making a difference by being a ministry babe. And you're making a difference by being, name your random career. But no one ever says the difference that a, a mom makes to her children. No one ever says the difference that a a very skillful, talented woman makes to being her husband's helpmeet. You know, these kind of ideas that you're just some doormat at home who's forgotten to the world. It's like, no, you're one of the most powerful people in the world. You know, who's the most influential person in my life is my wife. Should the Lord bless us with children who will be the most influential people in those children's lives, me and my wife. And in fact, mostly my wife for their whole growing up years because she will be the one with them all day. You know, that is the most influential position you can ever have. If you raise five absolute kings, well, guess who's the most influential person in those young kings' lives? Their mother. You know, you have direct access, direct control. You have the status of your husband. You know, powerful men, their wife has their status without any of the work, without any of the fighting, without any of the competing. Powerful men's mothers have all of the status without any of the fighting, without any of the competing without any of the work. You ho- you hold a place of high honor because of who you are, not because of some job or some career that you did.
1: And I remember for us, when we first got married, we spent a lot of our time mentoring college kids, which uh, wasn't a bad thing. But looking back, I so wish someone would have said to us, like, hey, it's great that you're pouring into these college kids, but how much more influence will you have on your own children? And I think that that's being Christians and in evangelical churches, we think that our mission is going out and being a missionary and going to Haiti. And and I even thought that when we went back to South Africa together the first time, I thought we were going to go back and move back to the rubbish dump that we met in and that was going to be our purpose. And and looking back, it's like, oh no, like your purpose is, is helping your husband and, and being a mom. But why is the focus so much on going out and in other parts of the world and doing other more important things. I think it's because we've lost the glory of the home mm-hmm. because going out and showing people you're doing mission work that looks really like glorious and amazing. Right. Yeah. But how much more glorious is it to create a home and atmosphere that hosts the presence of God and that everyone who comes into your home and, and your children who are raised in your home, they, they, grow, to know the Lord, to fear the Lord, and and to want to live in obedience to His ways.
0: So practically, what is the the way forward? If you're a young lady, practically, what are some things that we could?
1: So I would say if you're uh, a young girl and you're married, or if you're any age girl and you're married, and uh, you are in this place of being afraid of having children because of finances, or you have things that you just wanted to do with you and your husband one if you're not traveling with you and your husband now the longer you put that off like it's just not going to happen so yeah. that's like
0: if you're not doing it now it's just an excuse
1: yeah and then with the finance thing if you're afraid of having children due to finances i think a great first step would be before you have children go ahead and quit your job now yeah. and start learning things in the home and be home and you can see that wow we can do this like i can be a a, a wife who stewards my husband's income well, I can take care of the household, I can make meals from scratch, and actually learn how to be a home economist, and then you'll build up your confidence of like, okay, I can do this, mm-hmm. I can have children. So that's the next step you need, instead of going headlong, oh my gosh, you're pregnant, you're still working your full-time job, you're gonna work as a pregnant woman all the way up until your eight month mark, and then come home, That that is more stressful in my opinion. Instead, go ahead, quit your job now, and watch how God shows up. He will always provide. When I first quit my job, it was an act of faith. I always had this mindset of, I can only quit my job once I I get pregnant, because that would be my excuse. And praise God, I didn't wait for that, because I would still be stuck in the awful cycle of working for other men. But we did take that step, and I quit my job, and I learned how to be a home economist. And looking back, it's like, oh man, I can see how it would be a really hard transition to go from working all the way up until you're eight months pregnant and then home with a baby and you have no idea how to steward your home, the importance of um, you taking care of the home. Being a homemaker is not just about being home babysitting your children all day. Being a homemaker is you are the one that gets to steward your home. You get to steward your mm-hmm. family's health by the food that you bring in and by the food that you prepare. And it's basically
0: th- a corporate management role in its in its responsibilities. Totally. Like you're running a corporation, you're running a household.
1: Yeah, like going in and creating a garden. You can do all of these things with children. Uh, I think that's something else like you think coming home, and it's a good thing to come home to be with your children, but that doesn't mean everything you do revolves around the children. It, It now means your children get to partake in everything that you do. Praise God. I've seen my friends and they just strap their babies on their back and go out in the garden and their kids join them with the garden.
0: So with this thing of coming home and learning how to steward the economy, the second part of this husband and wife is choosing a simpler life. You don't need all of the trappings and luxuries of the sex and the city lifestyle. What you want is to organize your life around your priorities, around your values. Be rich in the things that you value. This is it. Like if you're saying, oh, we want to travel. We want to travel. so we're not having kids. Then quit your freaking job and go travel. Stop making it a pipe dream. Stop saying, oh, we want to tra-. go travel. Go do it. If that is your value and your, your priority, be rich at that thing and be poor at everything else. Because if you're out there traveling and you're wearing your sweet travel gear and whatever, no one cares that you don't have a house. No one cares that you don't have a car. No one cares that you're eating ramen noodles on the side of a truck stop at two in the morning because you're doing your value and everyone's like, wow, they're doing their value. It's the same way with whatever else your mission in life is, your work in life is. Stop saying that's what you want to do while still working and trying to keep up with everyone with a house and a car and trying to look good and trying to go out to eat. Well, and not just stuff. a
1: house, like the biggest house you can find yeah. or the brand new car yeah. or the nice name brand clothes.
0: Yeah. So find out what your mission is, husband, and then your helpmeet, your wife can come alongside your mission and you guys can be rich at your mission and poor at everything else. And when other people come and judge you for being poor at everything else, say pound sand because we're living our values. We're living what we want to live and children should be a part of that because like Abraham says to God, he's like, God, I've got all this stuff. I'm living my values. I'm a wealthy man. Now, what are you going to give me seeing I go childless? None of this matters if you don't have a legacy, if you don't have children to pass it on to. So we just want to encourage you guys part of, a wife coming home and learning to, to run the household and become a helpmeet to her husband's mission is also being poor at everything that doesn't matter and being rich at the things that matter. So you guys need to you need to get real clear. What are the things that matter in life? If you're always saying, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, or we'll have children once we've done this. It's like stop lying to yourself and go do the thing.
1: And I would say with the luxury thing, like, what are the luxuries that you enjoy Mm -hmm. of your normal life that you can do that but in a different way? So for me, one of those things is iced coffee. I love iced coffee. Instead of going out and buying an iced coffee every day like I did when we lived in Lexington, I have now learned how to make cold brew at home. And so I have that luxury of having iced coffee every single day.
0: My wife loved shopping at Target and at what was the other place home goods and michael's and hobby lobby now she goes to garage sales and auctions and auctions
1: and and that is actually more fun because it's like cool vintage never know
0: what you're going to get
1: neat things that you get for like a dollar or sometimes i get like a tub of things for a dollar and and i think oh my gosh i don't know how many times we've been to auctions and i'm like oh if i had children i this would be the place, this will be the place that I get my kids stuff from because there's so much inexpensive kids stuff that you can get um, toys and stuff secondhand from auctions and yard sales. It's amazing. So you can still live a very enjoyable lifestyle without the most expensive things i don't feel like we lack anything in our lifestyle however if you looked at how much money we spend it's not that much (laughs) we don't spend a lot on the things that we don't value Mm -hmm. we spend stuff more we spend money on the stuff we do value like high quality food raw milk things that we find important shopping locally and so i think that's what's important for our work yeah finding what are your values and spend your money there and stop spending your money in places that aren't your values and if you can make it at home make it at home
0: praise god we bless you guys uh we don't want we don't want you to feel condemned we don't want you to feel anxious we just want you to understand to be a wife and a mother is the most glorious thing prioritize that hold first in your heart the priority of being a wife and a mother.
1: And understand that what the culture has done. Mm-hmm. Like the culture has brainwashed women to thinking children are a burden and something to be put off as long as possible. And and
0: being a helpmeet is derisive or despised or whatever.
1: Or like put in a cage. Someone mm-hmm. recently said on one of our videos, like it sounds like a caged woman. And I'm like, I feel more free than I ever did. A caged woman was when I was working at a job I was caged because literally they had me from 8 in the morning until 5 in the evening.
0: Your student loan had you.
1: in My student loan, that was more of a caged life than I live now. So it's just, that's really funny. But we just want to encourage you. We hope that this is encouraging. We hope that this is something that you'll consider and pray into. That's what, uh, looking back at our little young selves, I wish someone would have just said, why don't you just seek God on this? Why don't you pray about this? And like, what are your real fears and identify those fears because it's always a fear that stops us from obeying god's command and god's command is to be fruitful and multiply so if you're not if you're married and you're not doing that then there must be a fear there and god wants to get rid of those fears and we don't have to live with those burdens we can live free of that
0: yeah and then one final thing no one is impressed by your phds and your degrees and your career and your title and what you do people are always impressed by by healthy marriages by many children who fear the lord like people are always impressed wow your children are so well-mannered wow you have such a nice marriage that's what impresses people no one cares how fancy your job title is or all this kind of stuff like
1: or the car you drive Yeah,
0: it's all fleeting praise god
1: amen and we